This is Bigger Pockets Daily, where we read you the best real estate investing advice Monday through Sunday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Tyler. And if you like this article, you'll find thousands of others like it at biggerpockets.com blog. But you can't, or at least you shouldn't, be looking at a screen when you're mowing the lawn or driving for deals. So enjoy this show and check out the rest of our podcasts. Just search Bigger Pockets on your favorite podcast app. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Understanding cash flow. Are your properties really profitable? By David Green. Cash flow is defined as how much rental income is left over after all expenses are paid on a rental property. However, the issue becomes slightly complicated when you take into consideration that not every investor uses the same formula for calculating it. Some people call cash flow the amount left over after subtracting the monthly expenses from rent. But this formula does not include random expenses you can't anticipate, such as repairs, vacancies, and big-ticket replacement items like roofs and air conditioners. The danger with not including these items is you may start spending the cash flow you've been generating, and then you'll find yourself without a way to pay for repairs or vacancies. Others include every expense they can think of. Vacancy at 10% of the gross rent, even if vacancies don't occur very often. Repairs at 10% of the gross rent, even if the lease says the tenant has to pay for repairs. And so on. The problem with this formula is that it can make real estate investing seem unprofitable. If something doesn't seem profitable, people won't spend time pursuing it. So, what is the best way to estimate cash flow? 
The first thing to consider is whether to determine your cash flow on a monthly basis or a yearly basis, or whether you would like to simply put reserves as an expense when you calculate your cash flow. Rental property owners often measure cash flow as net cash flow, which is the amount of money left after a transaction has been finalized. Monitoring it monthly will allow an in-depth look at how your net cash flow changes on a month-to-month basis. Yearly offers a bigger picture. Accurately calculating your net cash flow will allow you to figure out your return on investment, ROI, for that property without depending on the previous owner and rental landlord to tell you this information. How do you calculate cash flow in real estate? Most people's favorite subject in school wasn't math, but it is vital to real estate investing success. Understanding how your business makes money is imperative in helping it make more Therefore, let's focus on an important aspect of real estate math. Cash flow. As discussed earlier, cash flow is generally the amount of income left after all the bills have been paid. This is often expressed as a monthly dollar amount. For real estate investors, cash flow is the income left after paying out expenses such as the mortgage, taxes, insurance, vacancies, repairs, capital expenditures, utilities, and any other expenses that affect the property. To ensure you have a cash-flowing property, you need to perform an accurate rental property cash flow analysis. Cash flow might seem easy to calculate, but many people get it wrong. At its core, it is simple. To calculate cash flow, subtract expenses from income. Cash flow equals total income minus total expenses. Easy enough, right? Then, Why do so many people get this wrong? (laughs) That's because while the equation is simple enough, the items that make up the equation are complex. Let's take a look at both to understand them better. While the total income might be the same as the total rent, many times it won't be. There may be other sources of income to account for, such as application fees, late fees, and laundry income. When analyzing a property for cash flow, it's wise to list all possible sources of income. But be conservative it's best to err on the side of caution and assume you'll be getting less than you actually hope to. After you've made a list of all your monthly sources of income, you'll need to do some simple math calculations to figure out your net operating income, NOI, which is generated by your investment properties and the amount of your potential ROI, also known as a capitalization rate. When it comes to your investment property, do everything possible to increase cash flow. Even the little things can add up. But now, let's take a look at potential expenses you need to factor into your investment. What is considered good cash flow? Good cash flow is anything that puts you above $100 per earning per unit that you own. That means aiming for $100 to $200 in cash flow per unit that you buy. For a duplex, aim for $200 at a minimum. If it's a fourplex, then $400 is the minimum. You want that to be cash flow after all the bills have been paid, including, of course, the mortgage payment. However, there's a caveat. The amount depends on how big the deal is. Think about it this way. If you were to invest $1 million into an investment and you're making $100 a month, is that a good deal? No. But if you were to invest $500 and every month you made $100, That's the better investment. Thus, cash flow per unit or cash flow per door is a great metric, 
but it's only one metric. And there's another one to care a lot about. Cash on cash return. A cash on cash return is the percentage of your investment you make back this year in cash flow. Here's some basic math. If you invested $1,000 and you made back $100 the whole year, that is a 10% return. Cash on cash return is how much money you made in profit in cash flow during the year divided by how much money you put into the deal. So, is $100 or $200 monthly cash flow a good deal for a single family house? That's not the right question to ask. The right question is, how much money did you put into it? The answer to that question is the one that counts. Other questions to ask yourself. Why are you investing? What has led you to invest in rental properties? Do you want to retire early? Do you want a higher return on your savings? Do you want to hold property long-term for significant appreciation gains? Do you need a tax shelter? Real estate has so much to offer, and it's not a one-size-fits-all proposition. Once you understand your purpose, it's much easier to determine the kinds of property you should be buying, how much you should be spending, and which strategies you should be utilizing. How cash flow is calculated is different for different people. But we can all agree it's the money you make from a property's rent after the expenses are paid. Real estate cash flow killers. No one wants negative cash flow, so it helps to know what can cause it. Again, the aim is to bring in more money than you spend. Repairs and maintenance can take a huge chunk of money out of your resources. Additionally, problems affect your tenant's quality of life. The longer you let repairs go, the more unhappy your tenants will be and the more the repairs may cost. Tenant turnover kills cash flow because you'll have to do those repairs anyway, plus vacancy cleanings, which can cost more than the tenant's security deposit will cover. And if you have a property management company, it may charge you a fee to find a new tenant for you. If your tenants are not making their rent payments, your cash flow is reduced by the amount they should have paid. Aim for long-term tenants. Encourage your tenants to pay at least half their rent, but be open and understanding to their situations, especially if a tenant misses rent only once in a while. Real estate cash flow boosters. You want positive cash flow positive, of course, and you'll want to make it higher than you expect if possible. To do this, you need to bring in more money than you spend on each property each month. You can do this with the right strategies. You can increase your cash flow by increasing rent, though you should always increase rent in line with market value and what your tenants can afford, as tenant turnover hurts your cash flow. You might upgrade a rental with new washing machines, AC units, or other amenities that would allow you to raise the rent, or you might improve rentals cosmetically. As mentioned earlier, you want long-term tenants. Vacancies and turnovers mean you are paying for an empty unit and still paying for power and water and other utilities. Long-term tenants are the bread and butter of your business. Sometimes, raising the rent isn't worth losing a tenant. A good tenant. Practice preventative maintenance to keep things from getting more expensive to repair later on. Plus, it keeps your tenants happier. You don't want to destroy your cash flow for months on end by not taking care of repairs and necessary renovations. I hope you enjoyed today's article. Remember, you can find thousands more like it at biggerpockets.com blog. And you can unlock new tools by creating a free account at biggerpockets.com. 
And for another fresh perspective on real estate investing, join me right here tomorrow.